Welcome to the IT Collab, the podcast where the realms of community and collaboration intersect to revolutionize the delivery of IT managed services. I'm your host, Brandon Barnes. Whether you are an experienced IT professional seeking to expand your skill set or a visionary business leader in search of innovative solutions, we have you covered. Our experienced guests, comprising of industry veterans and thought leaders, will offer invaluable perspectives and insights to guide you through the dynamic landscape of IT. So, let us embark on this thrilling journey together. Let's go! Hey everyone, welcome to IT Collab. IT collaboration is what it stands for. My name is Brandon Barnes, and today I'm joined uh, by Tyler Bench, who has been in the IT industry for over a long time. 16 years. 16 years? Yeah. 16 years, all right. He's been uh, through the trenches, and today we're just going to have a conversation about, I don't know, IT services, security. It could go down the security realm always. Um, we've, we've been, we've handled some things in the past, but... Mm-hmm. You know, welcome, welcome to the IT collab. Collab, yeah. Appreciate it. You know, so I have a question for you. I went on to tangent last week, and uh, my tangent was about managed service providers mm-hmm. and how they're unwilling to hand over data. <laughs> so, in particular, um, we had a new customer come on, and and they don't the other IT provider. Mm-hmm. said I don't want to give you their data because it's a security risk what yeah they did they said uh, I think the words were they, they went through this whole fiasco for three hours just to get them temporary access to their uh, Microsoft 365 environment and the only thing that they had there was a Microsoft 365 business application apps for business so, so we went through that whole debacle just to see that they had apps for business licensing which is all it is, is office that's it right. no not even email not even anything else like it, it's interesting that it's, it's a lot of fluff a lot of junk right like they, right. they put this I, I think the IT company should be secure but I think at the some point there's really really the fine line of who's paying the bill that's technically their data and that, that drives me crazy yeah, I mean, I can't believe that they wouldn't give them their own information. No, I, it's it, not even close. Like they, they were fighting, tooth and nail. It's so weird. I asked them. I sent them a list. Um, that basically outlined exactly what you should ask your MSP, like your managed service provider. Hey, what? Like, here's all the information you should get, and their their response was, "We don't have it." <laughs> <laughs> like I've met with a little, you know that you do the handoffs you, right. you do all the handoffs right. when you do a handoff you say hey Mr. Customer I have all of your data would you like a copy of it okay well I guess what is data well I mean for us I mean usually it's you know notes client notes you know about their infrastructure how things are set up you know anything that is relevant to them that we have that they would want I would say let's just give it to them because I mean it's like you said it's their data like holding data hostage for your own company just because you're an MSP just seems like, I don't 
know why you would do that unless you're trying to hold on to your customer and you can't bother to let them go. Right. That, thank you. That's, right. That, you didn't hear my podcast, so obviously you're right on like the scare tactic of oh no, it's, it's right. my it's my cup of tea. Leave it alone. Right. Whatever you want to call it. My uh, my it's, baby. It's not serving the, your client though. What okay. So I think what's interesting is people say, what's your data? I, I guess I could break down. What is data? Yeah, that could be a good one. So to, to break it down, it could be as simple as this is how you fix your firewall on a Thursday because of whatever situation, how to update your systems. Or it could be the fact that Jenny down the hall always has a certain issue and this is how you fix it. So it's this kind of a, a, a personalized thing. Or it could be like, this is how your systems work. This is how your, you know, this is how you log into your accounting system and this is how it ties into this, you know? So it could be, it's really, people say, what is data? It's everything. What do people create? What do you create? Right. Well, I think, you know, we've even had clients, right, that have had, you know, data is even just access to your own system. Right. I mean, yeah. MSPs have also, you know, we've run into MSPs that are very controlling about like, you know, well, we're managing your network, we're managing yeah. your users. And they're like, well, can I have access to it? Like, no. Like, well, what do you mean? No. Like, <laughs> it's, it's mine. It's, it's my like, stuff. Like, like, like I, I define that. And I said, if you're paying for it, it's yours. Right. You know, now granted, sometimes you're paying your provider for licensing. Sometimes you're paying for phone system. Sometimes you're paying them for all these different things, but the truth of the matter is, you're still paying for it. It's yours, you know. And I, the only time I think we have an issue is if they haven't paid the bill yet, or maybe sure. they. At the same time, if it's, I don't think, where we were, where we have worked has ever said don't give it to them, especially if they're in a. A problematic no, not where, situation. Yeah, not where I've worked, but like I said again this provider we were trying to go for they were saying like oh well you're under our umbrella yeah. so therefore you know it's a risk yeah. to let anybody else because we were trying to like you know help another provider that had another MSP right yeah and so break we that down break that down a little more so because we okay, I want okay. people to like business users to understand what you're saying okay so you know as an MSP we had a client who had come to us because their current MSP was had not offered them a solution that they were looking for right right, right. and it happened to be around phones, right? Right. And when we went to approach the MSP, one, we didn't find out that they had an MSP because they didn't tell us right away. So that was a little bit of a tricky situation. <laughs> of course. <laughs> However, um, you know, they're paying their own MSP to like, you know, manage their own data, manage their own tenant, right? So they had systems. Microsoft, and yeah. they had systems, and they had, you know, um, but the client was managing their own phone system, was trying to get you know their phone system upgraded, and so we were trying to get access to get into their Microsoft environment to help with the phone system. And they wouldn't let you. And they wouldn't let us access in because they said, "Who are these other people? Like, you know, this is our environment. This is our, you know, we manage your environment, so therefore you're attached to us." Which I think was really blatantly untrue, but <laughs> um, because you know, I mean, like the client has their own environment, and I get that you know the MSP is like you know managing it, but. Again, I, I kind of felt like it was a scare tactic of, oh, well, you know, security and all these things, you're not allowed to, you know, let someone else into your environment. We're managing your environment, so I can't let somebody else into your environment. You know, that's that's a security risk. And, you know, to some degree, I, it makes sense. So, so what you're saying, just so I can clarify this, is you found another customer. 
mm-hmm. right? And they have an MSP. They man, they have a provider mm-hmm. that helps to, you know manage all their IT services. And your only offering was really to fix a phone system, mm-hmm. right? But in order to do that, because I think you 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 were a master in Teams, mm-hmm. right? I know you are, and therefore you use Microsoft, right? And the client used Microsoft, <laughs> right? So you need access to their Microsoft environment mm-hmm. to allow that to, to set up that phone system within their environment, which really doesn't take a lot of management, truthfully, in the, after it's set up, right? It's pretty easy. It's pretty straightforward, and it's beautifully tied in. And they wouldn't let you in just to set up the phone system, right? Because they said that you know they were as soon as someone else got in, then basically they were losing control, they were losing security, and you know they were managing their whole network and everything. And so, so let me spin this. What? Let me spin this the other way. If another customer came to you and said that they just needed access to set up their phone system in one of our your customers' environments, mm-hmm. what would you do? I mean, I probably would ask some of the same questions of, you know, what what do you need? But, you know, at the end of the day, it's their tenant. So it's like, well, if you need to give someone else access, then I'm going to give you access. I mean, it's your stuff, right? I mean, Uh, mean, obviously, yeah, like you're always worried about a backdoor. I think in my mind, from a management standpoint, I might sit there and go, minimum access granted. Right. What do they really, do they need access to everything? Mm -hmm. No, but you can still give them Teams administrative access. Right. Do they really need the users? Not really, right? Like, you really don't need to get to the users unless mm-hmm. it's a licensing thing, but you can always have them help you. Right. So, at least, at least privileged. You know, it's always a theory. So, I think, like, even in that simplistic way, just think outside the box. At the same time, just let the customer know hey, like, we're not responsible for you letting other people in. I think that's we fair. Yeah, we even went that route. We said, look, we don't even need we don't need any users. We don't need anything else because it's all like, you know, app-based registration. Right. And so we're like, well, just let us do app-based registration then and it's not a big deal and they still wouldn't let us do it. So right. we had to, I mean, at the end of the day, we had to just, the client was like, well, we're going to stick with these guys for now. Sorry. So just because, of, well, because they're their pro- provider. Because they managed everything else. Right. right. And so they were. So they kicked you out of the project. They scrapped the whole thing. But they were very appreciative of our approach <laughs> in that, you know, we were clearly willing to do what was best for the client, even when there was some issues on the other side of, you know, like I said, they just, they hadn't presented them the, op- the options that they really wanted. So. No, they probably didn't. I think that's what we run into a lot is, it's not that I'm always right at all. It's, it's a matter of being open and other IT companies going, I don't know, like you, you you don't know everything. There are certain things that I think everyone has a specialty in. So why not? I think mm-hmm. that other other managed. We partnered with other people. In fact, I got a call the other day from someone, uh, another managed service company that we know of, and I mean, we used to do business with them all the time, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if it was a specific SharePoint or that, uh, one of those things that they just if they weren't specializing at the time, they would kind of throw them our way, and vice versa. If they you know, it, it's kind of one of those things, and I think that's that's kind of a sign of a good, like, more grown-up company, mm-hmm. right? Where you're not trying to like, this is mine, and I must know everything. Like, it's just not going to happen. Trust me, the phone system thing, I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you start once you start getting into telecommunications and other things, like that's a whole different world. I had porting numbers, and oh, oh, it's too much. And that all the people in like, if the contracts. 
It's like TV kind of. I don't like it. It's so, so out there. All right. So on the reverse, at what point do you think a company should be more secure with their data? Well, I guess I would say just in general that, you know, paying attention to security is very important just because. Or even just data. Yeah. Data. Because. Data. What is data? I mean, your email is your data. You know, your okay. contacts are your data. You know, your That's true. We, we've, we've stopped customers. Well, we've had, we've had a specific request where customers say, don't let this person take their contacts. Because that's their Rolodex. That's their, that's data, right? Contacts. Yeah, who you do business with, you know, like, it's more than just, you know, my company files. Obviously, you know, your company files, you know, your company information, that kind of stuff is your data. But, you know, I mean, also, you know, relationships at times, I suppose. Um, Take relation, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's, it's the, you know, knowing your customers and things like that. I mean, those are, that's, it's all technically data, I mean. Okay, so let me, here's another question I think I have for you. Sure. And you don't know, I, I was at a customer, and I think one of the things that I keep getting asked as of late, and I keep seeing this, is they're in the Microsoft environment, mm -hmm. but their data, when I say data, I mean it's like files, right? Like files, folders, PowerPoints, mm -hmm. um, Word documents, PDFs, whatever they do for business. I think one in particular was a almost like a scientific thing up in Boulder, and there they took data, put data here, did some things um, for the government. Mm -hmm. But their data was in box. Sure. Dot com, and yet they wanted permissions and all this crazy stuff and have more security around it. But you just, I was like, I can't do that without SharePoint. Like SharePoint's built around a different identity and these people are like, we need these folders to do this and this infrastructure over here and only these people have access to this. And like we had to rechange all, the, like the permissions are just not as deep. So that was interesting. What do you recommend as far as, you know, like where do you put your data? Right, I mean. Where do you put your files? How do you keep them secure? Sure, I would say that, you know, in as much as you can get a system that is integrated, yeah. you know, with the single identity across the board, I'd, to me, that seems more secure. Just one from a management standpoint, because you're really only having to manage one system, right? You're mm -hmm. only having to manage one set of identities. Um, so, in as much as you can use a single identity throughout your systems, I think it just makes it easier to manage. And therefore, because it's easier to manage, you've got less likelihood of things falling through the cracks or having to manage multiple systems, multiple identities. It's just easier to keep your eye on the ball, I think. You know, from a security standpoint. It is. Okay, so from a standpoint, would you prefer to have your own files in SharePoint or a local file drive, a local server, a little file share locally? Um, I would say SharePoint. Um, Why? Because a couple of things. One, I really like the fact that you know, Microsoft, you know, pays attention and, you know, does security itself, you know, and they have the, those layers of security on there. Two, it's just, it's really flexible, you know, the ability in SharePoint to do things like, you know, sharing documents, being able to secure documents, having people, you know, multi-edit documents, all that kind of stuff that you can do in SharePoint when you have just the ability to collaborate and share it as a team, as a company, I think is really useful. 
collaboration. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I hear you on that one. I have a lot of customers that are still on Dropbox. So which one's better, Dropbox or SharePoint, and why? Um, this is I'm asking you. Right. This, no, this, is, this is your own personal opinion. Like, if you were to do it yourself, which one would you? Recommend? Right. I mean, I would use SharePoint personally um, because you know just because in my world it, you know, it integrates with everything else I do, and Box is its own thing, and it's not that you can't integrate it with other things, but you know. Maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I live in a Microsoft world, so therefore, know. you know. Sounds I mean, like we're Microsoft salespeople. <laughs> but it works. Um, well, it does work. And, you know, it, it integrates really well with all of the other things that I use on a day-to-day basis. You know, I mean, I can, you know, share out the files with people easily. You know, I can attach links. You know, I, I use Teams because, you know, I like the ability to collaborate with people with it. You know? And what's the back end of Teams? SharePoint. <laughs> it's all the same. My user identity logged in too. I think mm-hmm. things that people don't get is like it's when you're just having that, especially when you're having multi-factor authentication or dual factor, whatever you want to call it, and you can just have that one identity to log into everything. Oh, makes life nice. Right. Instead of having like, oh, let me remember my Dropbox password. Oh, let me remember my this password, and then we just tie it all in. But we can also tie in QuickBooks and tie those in. Anyway, so that's identity. That's a little different. Back to data. Mm-hmm. What I, just to give you my opinion, the reason why I would go with SharePoint is I don't think people realize, like, I have had to recover different versions of a document, and you can go back in version history, I'll just save my bacon a few times, right? Like, mm-hmm. before you make some edits or whatever, and I'm, I'm a click to delete kind of guy. Well, and I'll tell you this, this is, you know. Well, hold on, hold on. One second. Uh, Last piece. Instead of having a local environment, right, like right. where it's like a local server. And this local server doesn't have, you can have logging on a, on a local directory, but not to the level of Microsoft 365, where they can actually tell me who changed what document at what time and what place. And, and it'll warn you if someone's deleting more than like 20 documents or 10 documents. Right. And that is not even close to being anywhere found in the local file server right now. Right. So, sorry. Well, and to another flexible point about, like I was, I was going to go to OneDrive just because like SharePoint, but it's kind of like, you know. It is SharePoint. Right. So. <laughs> just locally for I, you. People do ask that. Is, What's the is, difference? Tell me the difference between OneDrive and SharePoint first. Uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's the same thing. I mean, pretty much, I mean, OneDrive stored in SharePoint in the back end on personal level. So, um, but, so the other thing that's great about it, though, is that, you know, and I, I made a believer of, you know, a family member recently because... Um, she was saying, oh, well, you know, I just saved my stuff on my desktop. Uh, oh, right? Yeah. And you know where this is going. And so I was like, you know, we have this thing called OneDrive. It's really cool, you know. And Maybe then, you should just enable it real quick. Right. And so I turned it on and, you know, what do you know, like Her a month died. later, the machine died. And she's like, oh. I'm like, well, do you need me to get anything off this? She's like, well, didn't you put it all in OneDrive? I said, yeah. This is all your stuff here? Yeah. Oh, look, you don't need to get into that computer anymore. <laughs> that died. And we can't get back into it anyway. So, I, you know, it seems like a really easy example. Well, oh, just so just people that don't know, OneDrive, if you, when you set it up, especially for a com- like company, you have like a terabyte of data. Mm-hmm. And it, when you set it up, it says, do you want to back up your documents, downloads, and desktop? Mm-hmm. Or is it pictures? One of the two. I, you got it right. Yeah. And if you, well, I think pictures in there somewhere, but if you back those up, 
Like it automatically just does it for you. And therefore it keeps it back up in OneDrive. At a minimum you can do that. What was funny is I had it enabled the other day. There was something like there's some icons or whatever I had saved in the pictures or whatever it was. Well, and, and I accessed it. History as well. Yeah, and I access it's what's well, the same thing. It's the same tool. Mm-hmm. And the only difference is people are like, well, what's the difference? Like, well, technically OneDrive is just you're the only one that can see it. It's yours. More or less. Unless you share it. But it's yours. It's your area to do your own personal stuff. Or your own your own stuff. And SharePoint's more of that place to, to collaborate. And I think if there's any way I can put that, that's what I that's, that's how I can generalize it right like if the equivalent to me would be like google google workspaces where the workspaces where you share everything and your one drive is your or where your google drive the g drive is just where you save your own personal stuff right. and the only time that you can really see that one drive stuff is that people if people do leave the company we can allow someone else access to see it which is nice and oh my god can i tell you how awesome it is that if your computer dies, and having your stuff just already stored there is so mm-hmm. nice. Like that, that's a game changer. Like we ran into that situation when I, was, I just got back from Rwanda, mm-hmm. and the situation um, one of the on-site personnel in Rwanda. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I would take the blame, but it wasn't me. But he, <laughs> we did recover some of her data. It was a teacher, and he was kind of plowing through a bunch of machines and. They had these home editions, so we're mm-hmm. trying to actually put them on a domain, right? Intro, and so the whole deal was with these home editions, or no, it was a Sophos. He had them enrolled into a Sophos MDM, mobile device management system, and we could not unlock them. He deleted them, and the only way out was to reset them. So you know, of course, you want to take their stuff, their documents and pictures and all stuff, and put it on. They put it on an external drive. Well, he just so happened to forget to put it on his external drive. Oh, no. And so after that, we're like, use OneDrive. (laughs) But then again, these people, they didn't have them. They didn't. Until I set up Entra, and then all of a sudden, once we have um, Entra domain join, and it's like all logged into Teams, it's logged into OneDrive automatically, like everything just works. It's like, oh. I know this is probably a business podcast, but, you know, the family edition of home, like this even works for your home. I mean, we... The OneDrive that I've talked about. This is about. an everybody podcast. Okay, good. So it's no home well, edition, hundred percent true. Right, exactly. You get up to six people, right? Right. And that includes one terabyte each for OneDrive for families too. In, in addition to the office, are you, saying this, really, are you saying this as a salesperson or is like you're just helping people out? Not as a salesperson. <laughs> no, just like like for me, like for my family, like a hundred bucks a month for like for all that. office, yeah. and OneDrive for like my entire family. It's like plus I don't I don't I use Microsoft Family Safety as well. Um, what does that do? Um, it's uh, device management and like device control. Prevents, prevents the kids from seeing, like, go out and seeing stuff they're not supposed to. Right. You can do time limits. You can do, you know, you can huh. lock apps and different stuff. It's all built into Microsoft. So it's the Windows, like, Windows, Windows devices, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I guess that was a, because doing it on tablets is one thing, but doing it on a, you know, a computer has so. always been a different thing as well. Yeah. So I don't, I've found that useful for us and our family. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, teenagers, I don't I know, I know Xbox is tied in there, and you can do some stuff on Xbox. But yeah, you can also manage Xboxes and stuff too. We were, we did use, you know, down there in Rwanda, like we were doing mobile devices, but we were also tying our Samsung devices. And there, the debate was they're using Google Classroom mm-hmm. to put their data in. So do they use OneDrive, or they also have to go through training and certifications through the Microsoft 
applications. So do they use their OneDrive or do they use their Google Drive? Oh man. Right? So that was the debate. Right. Is it no it's it's schoolwork. It's not like this is like secure data that people are gonna lose and schools here in America are completely locked down and there was wide open. So just starting to enable the stuff. I think it was like, well if it's Google Classroom, maybe they should use the Google Drive so they can submit their assignments, but it's just right. still good to have, right? Like those options to have your stuff. But all right, Tyler, I appreciate your time. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming in here and talking about data, what it is, because it's a very broad term. Absolutely. Broad term. To be here. Huh? Yeah. Well, Evan, um, I'll have you back sometime soon. And uh, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, man. You too, man. All right, have a good one. You too.